0: There. Welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham. Uh, I've got Eugene with me. Hi, Eugene. How you doing?
1: Doing well, doing well. Good afternoon, all guys in the uh, UK. All right. Yeah. Uh, Eugene's so- going in the
0: chat. Hi, Eugene. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everyone who, who's watching, get in the chat, get involved, hit the like, hit the subscribe. Uh, hopefully, got uh, mate Mike coming on, who's a West Ham fan. We're obviously looking at the West Ham preview here, so hopefully, get a perspective from the, the West Ham side. Uh, But me and Eugene obviously looking from the Tottenham side and talking about the nonsense of a performance yesterday against Vitesse, which we have to talk about. But first off, Eugene, Spursu Asian TV, that's your YouTube channel. It'll be linked in the description. People don't know where it is. Where can they find that?
1: Uh, Spurs Asian TV on YouTube. You can find me, right? Um, I don't have much other things that... uh other, other uh, social media platforms, no, f- apart from just uh, Twitter. Twitter is usually my personal handle, but uh, I just use it as a uh, persuasion uh, uh, place to do some media exposure and all that. Uh, but just to let you guys know, uh, this Sunday there won't be a crazy stream because uh, I have some Wi-Fi problems at the moment. Yeah, I can't do the watch-along and the five shows and all that because uh, I'm running on data nowadays doing my shows. So right. most probably I'll do an early show, at about 7.30 uh, Malaysian time, which is actually 12 12.30 GMT, right? And it'll go on for about an hour plus. Then after that, uh, we'll go on to watch the show separately. Uh, sorry, guys, uh, this week, no crazy stream. Uh, hopefully by next week, I get my Wi-Fi, home Wi-Fi sorted out, right? Instead of using mobile data, doing all my streams. And that's a bit too taxing. <laughs> bit Excellent. Too taxing.
0: If you haven't yeah. seen it already, Eugene's... uh. Uh, mad streams are something to behold. Uh, you know, a whole matchday experience So get over there. Uh, Mike's just joined yeah. in. I'll just yeah. add him up. Hey, Mike. How you doing?
1: How's it going, guys? Yeah. Hi, Mike. Nice, nice to meet to
0: you. This is uh, you are about number two to one with the uh, Spurs fans. Hopefully, that's the, uh, the, the, the score lines. Uh... Yeah, uh, you must be quite pleased with the European game yesterday. Uh,
2: yeah. yeah, it was um, easier than expected. You know we expected it to be quite tough and then uh, first half wasn't wasn't really great you know to be honest it was a bit of back and forth between the two but they weren't really creating a great deal and then the second half got the two in two minutes and then after that it was it was just absolutely plain sailing so happy days
0: yeah uh, just a quick shout out to Wayne Bonner always on streams always supporting streams how are you yeah, doing Wayne? Wayne? cheers for the support uh come to you first Eugene uh Vitef's. Sixth in the Dutch league, against uh, what we fifth in the Premier League. Uh, literally everyone who started against Newcastle was told to stay at home, rest, watch TV, you know, watch Squid Game, whatever on Netflix. Don't even bother doing anything. We have our second string out, and we lose one nil. Is our first eleven? Oh, is our first eleven the second eleven that should be? Is our second eleven oh. that bad? I'll take that off being that it's a typer. Is our second oh. string that bad? I mean, a, a, a midfield three of Winks, Lo Celso and Ali should be able to kind of run a game against mites and. For me, Ali is done. For me, as a Spurs player now, whether it's football or not, I'm not sure. He he seems to be more concerned about yeah, Chris his other projects than football. And, and Mike, I'm sure you can uh, relate to that with Avon Morrison, who was kind of fairly similar. All this talent and just not interested, it seems. But I mean, Eugene, have we essentially got two teams—a Premiership team and a Championship team—in our squad? Uh,
1: League One team. What championship team. You think you have? It's going to be a league one team that we have in in our That's the depth of our <laughs> squad, uh, Chris. When Nuno said that he's leaving the first eleven that didn't play, it, not it's not on the plane to Holland, right? I just basically thought back. Okay, we're going back to Pacos all right? What happened in Pacos We lost, correct? And more or less the back four was the same with Davis. There, more or less the same. You apart from I think Romero was in Pacos and okay. ah. To tell you the truth the, the depth squad the the depth of our squad right is zero that's all zero and hopefully we do get into negative for that and uh i was i was, actually yesterday i was having a chat with mr k and i was supposed to watch the match and we were having a good long chat right and then i just decided uh with that team i'm not going to watch the match so it was going okay it was going okay it was going i was i was just saying i would have pref- i wouldn't mind if we dro- had a draw but at least put up A good showing, you get what I'm saying, right? We don't even have to win, no, have a draw, put up a good showing, put up some fight. But the reports came back, they're saying, right, you know, we were like dominated by Vitesse most of the time, yeah, certainly in terms of shots. I saw, but yeah, I watched
0: the highlights today
1: six six shots on target, and no, six shots on goal, one shot on target. And I was going, okay, uh, let's hope. Uh, I don't know what to say. Uh, my only hope is that january the january uh transfer window is coming along uh let's hope we can get some players to improve our squad right so yeah but yeah I, I, I saw the,
0: the highlights game. today i read about the match report i mean halloween kills is in the cinema for halloween they want to be putting the replay of that game it's just i mean a couple of comments here daryl denton how are you doing daryl take some cane out of this what at this what we get team who don't create or score an assist which we've been saying for <laughs> Three years, death in the spotlight. How are you doing? Certain players mentally checked out, not prepared to fight for their place in the team. Uh, there was one part where I, I think it was D- Dassa, I could be wrong. Had a, had a long range shot; it was easily saved by Galini, but it came from a throw-in where two of our players went for the same ball, and then when the throw-in was taken, they were still off the side of the pitch. And and I mean, Mike, it, it, it's complete contrast to your team, and I I, I do wonder if. Spurs have obviously been in the Champions League, Europa League, now they're in the conference, so it's kind of a moving down, so whether the players aren't that bothered, whereas for your team, you haven't been in Europe for however long, now you're in Europe, Europa League, big deal, all the players want to play in that.
2: Mate, do, do, do you think it's
0: a, a kind of similar, death in the spotlights I, comment do there. You I, there, do you think, I don't, do you think I it's a case of the level of the tournament? No. You guys, uh, I, I, I don't want to say in 10th uh, fate that you're pretty much through, but you, you've you've Definitely put yourself in a really good position and look like you're you're
2: taking it really seriously, Wes. I'm not sure we are, but yeah, well, we've we've done a lot of rotation in those games. Obviously, we didn't rest everyone for the for you, know, for your cup final, um, like you guys did for your cup final this weekend. Um <laughs> 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 I had to get that dig in. it um, <laughs> so, um, in, in all not it seriousness, we played, I think, four of our first team, but I don't think it's anything to do with tournaments. The fact that Moyes has got a team that is willing to fight for everything. Even the players that don't really play um, or ones that are kind of underperforming at the moment or trying to find their feet, You know they are still battling in every game. So like you said, you had a throw-in that went wrong and your players are standing there looking at each other going, hey, my fault. Whereas yeah. at where we're not pointing fingers until someone's either snapped the person who's got the ball or we're winning the ball back. And then it's pointing fingers. And I think that's the difference in terms of where the mentality is of my some of the players of my team to the mentality of yours. And obviously, we've got a second string that are trying to prove that they need to be mm. kept and not moved on, whereas your lot just seem to be quite happy to take a paycheck.
0: Yeah. I mean, Eugene, where, where do you think that comes from? Do you think it comes from the first eleven are so much better than this second string or the fact that people like Ali, for example, seemingly don't really care about
1: football anymore. They're more interested in Fortnite and, you know, what bonuses
2: they can get on that. I'm picking you. on Ali a little bit. Yeah. So I think it's more just because of the frustration mm. of... Uh, Ali, Ali, Wings,
1: well. Wings Davis, mm. right? Yeah, I think there's a lot of uh, trapping nowadays in football, right? The blame, I think, lies with Levy, right? He's, yeah. uh, uh, what called call, this kind of culture... To build in our team, in our squad for the past three, four years, right, we're not not without showing any kind of uh, uh, improvement or bringing players in that can push them, right. And like what Mourinho did last season, right, he only could get twenty percent or thirty percent out of the uh, out of the whole squad of players that he had, twenty or thirty percent that would actually follow his philosophy, right, a winning mentality, work hard, right. Put in a fight, have the fire in your belly to go out there to show and prove that you can do something, right? Like what you said, uh, I didn't even watch the Vitesse game. I could uh, more or less uh, visualize it being like the Parkos game. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. right So you know, uh, we are keeping too many dead woods on still, so we did get rid some of, did get rid of some of them, but it could be it could have been the wrong ones for all we know, right? relieving uh, Aurier, Sissoko and all that instead of letting maybe uh, Davis go and Wings go, right? Maybe they... And, and of course, Lamella went on a, on, on a swap deal and all that, you know? Or Lamella would have done better we let Ali go on a swap deal instead of Lamella, right? So, but mm. uh, it is what it is. Uh, we've been stuck for it for so many years. Uh, hopefully, the hierarchy sees all these problems which they should have seen it long time ago. And for the past 13 years, if they can't still see it, I don't think they will see it ever, right? Wow. Maybe they have some kind of mental block that they think they're doing well, you know? I know. Uh, the fans want a certain thing, the owners want a different thing, so that's where we are. It's not like West Ham; they're building up, you know. When uh, don't forget, uh, Mike, uh, two three years ago when gold was being pressured to break the wage structure, right? To to to. Put in more money into the players you know and your fans made a lot of noise and you got what you want and at least now moist is back and it's giving it you're you're getting your the the fruits of the labor of you know i think there's a
2: there's a skewed perspective from outside of west ham as to what the board have given to west ham Mm -hmm. um what is clear is the club's money's been used not their money so we'll, Mm -hmm. we'll we'll correct that bit and in terms of wages again we are consistently trimming fat every season. So Mm -hmm. we have bumped off players for very low fee to get their wages off. So Sebastian Allaire sold for 20 million. Mm -hmm. Unlikely, we have a sell on Clauser who's currently smashing it in Ajax and has now been earmarked for Mm -hmm. um, Holland. So whilst on the face of things, business that West Ham doing looks good is actually quite poor. Same with Felipe Anson. We sold him for about 2 million to Lazio. The season before because we just wanted him off our wage bill. We sent it to a club where a manager hates loan players who had two players on loan, refused to play them. And the value on a player that we had for two years depreciated massively to the point where we possibly could have got 10 15 million maybe out of Anson had he had a good season. Not anymore. We've got 2 million, uh, 2 to 3 million, and a 50% sell on clause. At Mm. 28, he's probably not going to get sold on from Lazio. If he does, we're not getting very much. So From the outside, it looks like we're doing some great business. But from being in the club, you actually see for what it is. And there's a lot of stuff that haven't gone so well. But because results are going good and certain players have now come to the fore, like Ben Rama has come good this season. We do spend money. That's that I would not dispute. What we don't do very well quite often is spend that money well. You know,
1: with mm. uh, no, Mike, you know, <clears throat> it's the same with Spurs. Have mm-hmm. you not noticed we hang on to players well, like Ali? Well, right? Well, the difference, the difference with Spurs, pounds, right? Is, <clears throat> the difference with
0: Spurs is we won't take a hit. Levy wants 40 million pounds, yes. right? the yes. forty million oh, play, oh, player. It's no one's gonna exactly. bid, so we have to stick yeah. with him. He wants 30 At least You guys weeks, are, are willing to take a hit. Player,
2: I mm-hmm. think so, so, what's happened with you lot is that David Levy's believed his own hype in terms of he knows football. He's an incredibly <laughs> good businessman and I don't think any one of us on here can ever yeah. dispute that because he is a brilliant businessman and incredibly astute. And as much as Tottenham fans hate that, he always wants, you know, for someone comes in for a penny, he asks for a pound, but nine times out of ten, he's getting that pound, right? Let, let's be honest, he gets what he wants and he doesn't sell until he gets it. And that, in some ways, you have to respect that as a businessman because he sold Bell for 90 million and it propelled you quite slowly, but propelled you onto what was what you got. But I think the problem is Tottenham, as what it was, were investing in young players and bringing fruit and they were playing attacking football. They then Mm -hmm. forgot that and didn't allow Pochettino to continue that because they was like, no, now we need to go get high-profile players. And that's partly your fans' fault because partly your fans were doing that and calling for it. So he tried to do it, tried to go for the Ndombele's and people like that. And then when it didn't work... First bit of trouble, you kicked your manager out and then you completely went a 180 and went from attacking um, guy who likes to develop players to Mourinho who looks at players as chessboard pieces who wants to buy <laughs> and do it. But it's true. And then you got rid of Mourinho and then you brought in Tech Mourinho in mm. Nuno. So if you've gone from this really attacking, developmental football club to players as chess pieces, move them around, bring players in, get a manager that sets us up to be defensively sound and try and win that way and it's complete culture shock and players like Deli Alli who let's face it from what you can take from the documentary you guys did is a shit trainer sorry probably not allowed to swear on your channel he's yeah, <laughs> bad... after 10 minutes of be <laughs> now, man. Man. you can see what you want <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: he's a bad trainer and he got told that and he looked at it as a laugh and then he was told no no you're, you're poor training you need to sort it out And then players all of a sudden were starting to get told and called up rather than being matey and chummy and having someone who basically told them how brilliant they were. Culture's changed and all of a sudden your players don't really like it. Only Son and Kane, really, you can say, are players that I've excelled throughout the entire time. I I would say Hoiberg as well,
0: but obviously he never had the uh, Pochettino experience there. So he's coming with Lavinio. But yeah, I think uh, uh, Eric Dyer has that mentality. He's just... Not very oh, good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, do do you think Eugene the European games will be a factor? We obviously left everyone who's starting against West Ham at home, so they're fresh. West Ham, I, th- I think Mike said, started four of the players, yeah, back, but uh, they were at home as well. So essentially, it's not really that much of a travel. All it is is the uh, uh, fatigue of playing a game, maybe. But there's no travelling there. No. Um, Jet lag or anything like that. Although it was only in uh, Holland, so there's not. Really a <laughs>
2: you only read an hour. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you think no, the European
0: I... Games will be a factor? Or like Mike says, he's got they've uh... got 25 players or however many it is, all chomping at the bit when they get in. They want to be the best and and want to make an impact. Whereas we've got 11 who are the first 11, and another 11 who
1: um... look
0: like frankly don't give a crap. So do you think the European Games will be a factor, uh... or do you think it was it's like
1: they would, wouldn't have ever happened. Uh, to to say, to honestly say, uh, I was telling you in a, in, a, in before we went on live that uh, this could be a master stroke by Nuno, or it's going to be a big backfire by him because uh, he pulled out actually the whole first team and to, to bring over a youth team or whatever kind you can say. I was saying a Spurs B team, right, to to play Vitesse in Holland. Uh, maybe giving the guys a rest could be a good thing because like Hurricane has been tell the truth, Hurricane Son. Our top players have been overplayed for the past season and a half since Mourinho's been there. And Mourinho's been overusing them because he had no, no other players to play on. He couldn't rely on them. So this could be a good rest for them. Uh, the positive thing that maybe they'll come up fighting, right? But like, in a day, uh, the desire, the passion, the fire, the hunger, right? Going to West Ham to play this derby, all right? And don't forget, guys, uh, we have not performed well in derbies recently. Look at Chelsea (laughs) at home, (laughs) Crystal Palace away, right? And and what about Arsenal away, right? But uh, somehow or another during the Villa game we started to click, right? And of course maybe during the Newcastle game we should actually hammered Newcastle. I don't know what happened there. Newcastle was so weak, but uh, we were just like you know playing for the fun of playing after getting being three one up, right? And after somehow Eric Dyer conceding an own goal with his knee, if I'm not mistaken. Right, he couldn't <laughs> even get his head to it, he had to hit his knee for it to bounce in. Uh, I don't know, but if you say that being used to playing, a, being used to a team playing Thursday and Sundays, Thursday and Sundays, Spurs should have that a bit of advantage. But, uh, like uh, for Mike's team, you know, West Ham, they didn't go away, uh, they still played at home, and you only just had four changes. Or four first uh, teamers so that yeah, played four
2: starters. So it's, yeah, direct,
1: four, yeah, four four start four regular starters that played right. So more or less you rested half the team too. So I know it's going to be an exciting game. It's going to be challenging, right? Uh, it's still a derby between uh, uh, us London fans. Uh, uh, like I said, desire, passion, the hunger to win that should that usually comes into the derby more, right? So we have not shown that in any of the three London derbies that we played in. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's hope we do show it this time. right? Uh, yeah. To me, uh, resting the players by Nuno could be a masterstroke or it could be a flop. It could be a big yeah. flop for know.
2: Yeah, I think if you yeah, lose, yeah. if you was to lose this weekend, then yeah. it, it outright then questions are going to get asked of Nuno because he's not at the best start. And if you was to lose this weekend after resting everyone, then... And it still know, doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. And and it's a big game for us because it's we need after our last two Euro games, we've not performed so well. So we have to perform this game. So again, it's just it's more of um, a mental. Is that a a shock
0: to the system? You haven't been in Europe before, so you're unused to the uh,
2: Thursday, Sunday,
0: Thursday, Sunday. Or do you think
2: it's. It's a small squad, you know. We've had to rely on Declan Rice, who's played a hell of a lot of football in the last couple of years um, with all of mm, the England yeah. games. Uh, obviously, they're playing twice a week as well. Um, and I think, to be honest, you know, we talk about it's a lot of games and stuff. But really, if you're in Europe, it's basically if you was in the Championship, you know, you play Wednesday, Thursday, or yeah. well, sorry, Wednesday, mm. Saturday kind of thing. So to say that these players can't do it is not true. It's just the fact that for some, it's a culture shock. You know, we've got players like Bowen who. Has you know, obviously, he's been in Premier League for a good couple of years now, but you know, he was used to playing twice a week anyway when he was at Hull. So, it's mm-hmm.
1: not, uh, that's
2: true. The level is higher, the fitness levels have to be higher because of if you play at a higher intensity, um, and it's not alien for players to play two games a week, it's just when you're in the Premier League and you're not in European competition, it is. And I think we've seen a lot of players that have struggled for fitness. Bryce has looked knackered in a couple of games because he runs himself ragged. We've got Socek, who not only does he play literally every game, he runs every blade of grass every game. And the same with Sufal. You know, right. like a he's like a little Jack Russell. When anyone comes down his wing, he'll nip at your heels and then he'll do it all the way up to your elbow if he has to. But, you know, he's that kind of player <laughs> who chase everything down his side and he doesn't stop for 90 minutes. So I think we've seen some laboured performances on the game after Europe because we have especially in the first game at home um, and against uh, Zagreb, they invested so much in those games to get through them that come the weekend, I think it wasn't necessarily uh, physically tired. I think it was mentally. It was just the mm-hmm. tiredness of having to invest in all of that and then coming back. I think yeah. it kind of can get you. And if it comes down more to the mental rather than the physical, in my my opinion, I think that's what you're struggling with maybe, with some of your players that physically they're there, mentally, yeah. they're somewhere else. Well,
0: we'll get to that in one of the comments. Daryl Denton here. We're buying players with potential who haven't won anything, and we question them when they're mentally weak in games. We need to buy a few experienced winners, not just risks. And having a 17-year-old backup striker is just self-sabotage, which pretty much what you saying. And what you were saying we earlier, how Howard, I just said... <laughs> Nobody has an issue with Levy, the businessman, done an incredible job with the commercial side, but he's been shockingly bad on the football side. It's hurt our progress pretty much exactly what you uh, yeah, uh,
2: snapshot pretty did.
0: much exactly what
2: I what think you the said. Point
0: but point I, I think with Pochettino, we had a mix. We had the experienced players, the outer the Betongans, the, the Dembele's, and then we had the youngsters, the Allies. Kane was still relatively young there, Ericsson fairly young as well. I and we, we had a mix. Them. Whereas I mean, now, like you say, Mike, we're, we're, we're we're buying the Mourinho players Mourinho needs ready-made players he he can't develop players and we like you say we've gone completely arse about face in terms of where we were to where we are now and people like Ali who are only used to a coach and a Pochettino just don't know how to cope with it and and don't have the mentality like Darrell says there but in, in in terms of the game uh I don't know if you saw our game, Mike, against Newcastle. Ndombele in midfield could have got the ball, gone to the cinema, watched Venom, got back still and probably had more space than he had before he left. Uh, but yep. it's going to be a completely different <laughs> game to Newcastle. Newcastle.
2: I'm going to get my front door. So <laughs> I'll, <be back>. yeah. <laughs> all right. I'll ask you then, Eugene.
0: Uh, he had so much space there and then they decided to change it with a, a, a high defensive line. Obviously, they must have seen what uh, Sun and Kane did to Southampton when they did that, but West Ham will be completely different, When it? Moyes will nah. have the, this scouted, have a game plan, uh, have a game plan of how to stop our danger players getting the ball. So it's going to be a completely different game, right?
1: But, but you must, must, must remember, uh, uh, Chris, what happened last season? We played West Ham, we were up 3-0 in the first half an hour or so, right? And after that, we crumbled in the last nine minutes for them to draw. And if I'm not mistaken, the uh, away game that we played in West Ham, we lost, right, uh, Mike, last season?
0: Yeah, that was 2-1 when yeah. but smashed it against yeah. the bar with a body almost over his head. Yeah, 2-1, sorry. But that game, we were awful in the first half. West Ham didn't have that many chances, but you take your chances when they come. We, we, we played well in the second half, but it was too little, too late. But... Yeah, yeah I, we
2: mean, had, I think a shot in the second half, and that was Lingard's. And then after that, yeah. we just dropped off. To be fair, Bell came on and changed that game. Um, yeah. For you, um, but
0: I mean, I mean, it would be a completely different game to our Newcastle game, Mike. I don't know if you saw it. Andon Bell had so much space, and then they decided, all right, we'll play a high line in defence. <laughs> Presumably, yeah. not scouting what uh, Sutton Kane did. Please, please
1: don't year, but... take Newcastle as the. <laughs> oh no, no that's Newcastle what I'm saying. Even, it, it, it Newcastle will that's that's, like that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's on, what I'm uh, saying. Mike, it, it'll be completely different against West Ham because you will have yeah. sc- Moyes will have scouted where Tottenham's danger players are and will have a game plan to nullify that whilst at the same time having an attacking mm. threat. I know, I know so sounds, this is a real tricky game
2: for us. And I think it sounds a bit I know it sounds a bit arrogant, but I don't think we're necessarily going to concentrate on your how to nullify your best players. Because, and that's not any disrespect to them or not any disrespect to you, the Tottenham. But I think it's the fact that we know full well, looking at Tottenham, we know, what we know what their problems are. It's going to be Kane dropping deep, trying to ping it over the top for Sutton. That is fundamentally, <clears throat> if you break it down, that is the Spurs' tactic. But well, we uh, I,
0: I think if Fendon Bele plays well, that wasn't the case against Newcastle. Because he got so much space, then there were runners and off he, him. So but, but there's but two kind of space.
2: Strings. He's going to be playing no. against Declan Rice and Suchek. So what happened against Newcastle ain't happening, to be honest. No. But he will no. he'll get time That's and he'll have some time. But he's against statistically the best tackler in the league in Thomas Suchek, who covers every blade of grass and is built like a brick you know, <laughs> and then we've got Declan Rice again, who also covers every ground physically strong and gets everywhere. I think yeah. to be honest, we'll concentrate more on your weaknesses, which is going to be basically turning around to uh, Antonio. And so it, put yourself yeah. on Eric Dyer and hit him, hit him every that's chance you get running behind him. He's not, he's going to either make a mistake or he's going to bottle it at some point. Cause it's Eric Dyer. Uh, it's what he does. Uh, Eric Dyer
1: doesn't move. That's all. Yeah. Just watch. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and you, play high, and yeah. you can't play a high line because we've got players who will play the ball in behind and Antonio will chase everything. Even if he doesn't have a good game, he chases everything. And I'm not saying, you know, it's going to be a tough game against Tottenham. You guys have got very good players. There's no, there's no two ways about it. And you've got a lot of pace up front. But also, I'm pretty sure we'll be concentrating a lot more on your weaknesses than we will your strengths because your strengths are so well known. It's going to be a mm-hmm. fact. Let, how can we exploit them at set pieces? How can we exploit them defensively? Because defensively, you're a bit weak. Because Bar Holberg, your midfield doesn't really work very well in terms of defensively. So, mm-hmm. you know, we uh, have, I,
0: I, I'd slightly disagree with that. With Skip, Skip, and Hoiberg,
1: this season a bit better with Skip and Hoiberg. It, yeah,
0: it's, it's not exactly the same as West Ham, but you've got Vice and Sucek who are kind of. um
2: they don't really. they don't go forward a huge amount. Um <laughs> I disagree but, with that one, but <laughs> <Well, laughs> well, the no, uh, main play, thing is to support did Rice defense. and Suchek played last
1: night. Mm. Sorry, was that uh, did Rice and Suchek play last night?
2: Yeah, yeah, they both played, yeah. Um, Rice played about sixty so we'll... minutes and was subbed, and then uh, Suchek, because it's Suchek played ninety minutes because he can play two ninety minutes in a day sometimes, that's the way he is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's our he's a
1: bit of a Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. he's
2: an absolute Do you think,
0: Eugene, it's a massive game for Skip and Hoiberg? Because, like Mike said, our our issues, our defence, and together uh, this season, certainly in the last two games anyway, they've looked good in terms of nullifying the attacking threat. I know we've conceded goals, but it wasn't down to the midfield. So, do you think they're going to have a huge role in making sure Antonio doesn't get a run? although he'll be playing against the last man, so I'm not sure they'll be able to stop that. But certainly West Ham's attacking midfielders and and giving us a bit of stability to be able to allow, I'm assuming, Undombele playing more of a Kane son to do what they do.
1: But uh, like what Mike has said, right, Undombele uh, is not going to get so much time and space that he had at Newcastle, right? So and the only thing is that let's see how far forward we push because if you keep end in the middle of the field, right, in the center, and he does his magic in the center, it's useless. You get what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. he has to do it at least in nearer to the penalty box to have an effect to to create goals. If you put him further to the center circle when he does all his you know twists and turns, stop and you know, jigger here, jigger there, it comes up to zero because by the end he does that, four players will be on him and he'll lose the ball. That that's what's always been happening. He needs to be faster, more reactive than you know, more proactive instead of reactive, right? But uh, like what Mike is saying, with Rice there, I guess they will marshal him well. But the thing is that if he can go further up a bit, maybe uh, Hoibier pushes further up a bit with Skippy pushing it further up a bit, then maybe you can do a bit more for Ndombélé to produce the passes that he can do. But when you do that. You might leave a gap between the defense and the midfield, right? And that will cause another problem for, for us is that when we when that happens to us and when you have Dyer right there, and let's hope Romero is okay to handle the, 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 the derby atmosphere and all that, uh, you won't have your backup from Hoybeer or Skippy. Don't forget, Skippy is something like what you said. Uh, Hoybeer and Skippy is like what uh, uh, Mike is saying, uh, your Sucek. Right, he'll chase everything down, he'll cover every blade of grass, right, and he'll snap at your feet. So, if we don't have these players to cover our defense and make sure that you know, like Ben Rama is being in check, right, and make sure that you know, let's say Emerson doesn't overdo his things, like he goes up and doesn't come back down, somebody has to cover him, you know. And Mm -hmm. nowadays, we see Regulon doing a lot of defensive work instead of attacking, but he does attack once in a while when he's given space, but uh. When it comes down to scenarios like that, like what i come to, to bottom line is desire, the hunger to win that's all it's a London derby. you have to show that if you don't show that and you lose that, even two or three players lose it, you crumble right and we've crumbled in the past three London derbies, and we've conceded three goals in the last three London derbies, right so uh yeah. I'm a bit skeptical as to what's gonna happen. I think it's gonna be, it'll be a good ebb and yeah. flow,
2: I think, in, in the game because yeah. both sides will, will want the win. Um yep. you know, the, your senior players will want the win to kind of prove the point of
1: a, a- team,
2: a- team. <laughs> <laughs> they will want to prove the point that they that they deserve to play every game and yeah. you know Tottenham are still Tottenham, shall we say. Um but also it's as you said, they've been turned over in other London derbies. They're not going to want to be turned over again. Um,
1: yeah, hopefully, my
2: little old West Ham, because you know, oh yeah, and, and that's the thing that always makes me laugh is the the consistent talk of within fan base of we're not a we're not a rival to Tottenham, and yet when we lose, you don't hear the end of it. As a West Ham fan, you don't hear the you don't hear the end of the moaning, and it's like if we're not a rival, it shouldn't matter if you lose, right? So either we're a rival and it hurts you when you lose. Or, you know, or we just, oh, that's just a crap game. So it's, it's one or the other. You know, in the end of the day, we are rivals geographically. In terms of competition over recent years, no, we haven't been, you know. Mm. We, apart from
1: last year. Yeah, forget. apart from
2: last year. Um, you know, and other years, we've been a bit of a fall in your side in a couple of important games, you know. Yep. Uh, and ultimately, the, the game where you crumbled effectively was the game that got us over the line into Europe. If you look at the mm. points, really, that, that game is the one where you go, we had no right to be back in that game. We should have been never back in that Very, game. But yeah, getting that the point as we did end up being, I believe, the point that put us in above you. So, mm. all to what a pivotal game that was in terms of the season. But I think also that was a pivotal game in getting the players to really buy into Moyes, and since and after that game, the buy-in was just brilliant. And yeah. I think th- this game we're going to have Sunday. going to be an interesting one because it's hard to predict because you could say based on form both in the league both of us have been at times a little sketchy we've not had a great home form Um, so arguably us being a home team we're going to be expected to come out and attack you guys which could fall quite well into you because obviously being you know having good counter attackers with uh, Lucas Son and uh, Kane you know that's good pace and uh, movement with Kane Uh, so arguably you're going to find spaces but if we can control the midfield, then arguably that's where you can control the game. If we can get a good handle of that, I would expect we're going to be looking at people like uh, Fonales as well dropping into centre to kind of create more overloads. So in possession, we're not really going to be that, you know, four-two-three-one formation. We're probably going to be more of a, a four-three-two-one kind of thing, um, mm-hmm. and then we're going to have to rely on Cresswell on the left to give us that width because. I imagine Fornals is going to be dropping more centrally to kind of give us that overload to really try and not capitalise, but to try and uh, take that game by the scrap of the neck in the centre. Um, that, what like you said earlier, what would be interesting is if Tottenham do get do try to push up quite a bit. What happens in behind because we have Benrama, Bowen, and Fornals all in decent form, who are all mm-hmm. very rotational behind that line. So it's very hard to pick up if you're a fullback one of those players, because if they keep coming in centrally, then all of a sudden it's too fast for it, or even Johnson at the moment, who seems to be playing well. Our, pl- our wide players push, or our full-backs push very wide. So we have a lot to counter Tottenham, but again, also, if on the converse side of that, you keep mm-hmm. your players up high in Son and, say, Mora in the, in the, you know, the right and the left-hand flanks, if we're pushing up high with our full-backs, then you know, there's space for you to exploit. So it's going to have um, a real ebb and flow, I think, this game it's hard to predict who would win it. Could you say on paper, Tottenham by and large have the better players. But you would probably argue at the moment, the better team is West Ham. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. You,
1: no, you your, squad, your... I mean, you have more depth in your squad, I guess, right? You know, we will we, we have the first point, 11 yeah. which is better, right? And then, if somebody has to be taken off, which actually made it very weird for me last week when I saw we didn't make a substitute when we played Newcastle I was thinking was it because it was so easy that we didn't need to make a substitute or maybe (laughs) Luno was frightened to make a substitute that you know if he takes one person out and you know the puzzle will break apart you you, you get what I'm saying so I'm still sitting there scratching my head I mean is Newcastle that bad that we didn't need a substitute or you know at least something. he didn't make a substitute in a
0: game that we won rather than the Palace game or the whatever game it was where we lost and he didn't make a bloody sub. I think it was the Palace game. Oh. But uh, uh, Mike, you, meant, you mentioned your forwards there uh, going inside. I think that's where, like Death and Spotlight says, Skip and Hoiberg will be crucial. Uh, he also worries and Belay won't turn up, there as West Ham will make it very difficult. And that goes back to uh, Eugene's comment We've lost three London derbies. London derbies are about who wants it more? West Ham. Their fans are going to be bang up for this. Uh, yeah. Is it the first London derby uh, 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 with fans or were their fans were in last season? I don't think they were, but uh, either either way, it doesn't matter. Your fans always want to beat us, so they'll be up for this. That will translate to the players. Your players, like you've said, are going to be bang up, up for it. And, and I do worry about that. But I, I just want to ask, Mike, uh, before we go into the game a little bit more, you're seventh in the league. Uh, what are your thoughts on West Ham's start? Because I thought you'd struggle this season, being that you've got yeah. That, But you are seventh. Whether that goes throughout the rest of the season if you get further into the competition, which at this moment in time looks like that's a good possibility. And, and like you say, you've got a small squad and whether you start to drip, drift down as the games become more pressurised and more games. But uh, thoughts on your start? I think nine games in at the moment.
2: Yeah, uh, with... Uh, points-wise, we're better off than last year. Um, you know, this time last year, we are actually in a worse position. I think it was in a worse position than what we are now. So, you know, should we manage to keep what we've been doing going until January, then obviously we're going to be in a very strong position for the final part of the season. But then therein lies the main problem for West Ham is that when we've had positions of strength in the league, especially under Gold, Sullivan and Brady, investment hasn't been the thing. It's been a, mm-hmm. let's do with what we've got. We'll try and bring someone in if we can, but it's probably going to be a loan deal. Um, it's probably not going to be a player that could then be the player that we bring in over the course of the next you know, few months. And then next season, there's going to be the player that we need um, to kind of help us you know, to go up that level. <laughs> I mean if we can carry on as we are until January, that's brilliant but then January poses its own questions because it's not only do we get past that heavy schedule, we're probably still in the Europa League, or, you know, if everything goes as it is, then it's that there's a lot of games that have going to have happened. There's going to be a lot of heavy legs because we don't necessarily have that rotation, you know, central midfield, definitely don't have rotation up front because, you know, we have Antonio and that's it. The only other option is to ever try Yarmolenko or Bowen in that position Whilst they can both do a shift, they're not natural in that position. And Bowen will work hard. At least and, you
1: have got Yamalenko and Bowen. You got Scarlett. <laughs>
2: yeah, <I> mean, <laughs> the, the can't run. You know, uh, watching Yamalenko no. run in the Premier League is like watching someone run through treacle. It's just, it's painful. Um, but yeah, I think January is going to be massive for us. You know, at the moment, I'd say we're in a really strong position and we're doing well. We can maintain it then we could be in for an exciting season. Um, You know, I think one of the Cups is definitely out though because we've got Man City next round. So I think the Carabao is completely gone. It'd be nice to have a bit of a... Uh, uh,
1: Mike, that's that's not the Carabao Cup, that's the Man City Cup. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so just give it to them. Um, They've won in the past five years, so just give it to them. So you should just cancel so yeah. the competition and just give the cup to them. Exactly. So we're it. up against <laughs> the cup
2: holders and owners um, in the next round. So you know, that, that is pretty much over um, before it starts, arguably. Um, I don't know. It, it's tricky because you know it's hard not to get excited and keep your feet on the ground because at the moment, what Moise is doing is amazing. Um, True. And from the outside, it looks like he's getting an incredible amount of support in terms of uh, financial backing and players. But there was, you know, quite clearly during that transfer window, he also wanted a centre-forward, left, uh, at least a winger, left or right side, and he wanted a left-back, and he didn't get them. So you then have to worry that, do we have enough to get us through to January? And then do we have enough money in which to go and get at least two of those positions? Without that then affecting our summer budget, which is often the case with West Ham. You can have your money now, but you don't have it then. You know, it's that kind of
1: space. We're, B- we're very it's, it's similar. similar yeah, it sounds it's so, very similar. we like
2: more dollars than we do. To be honest, well, uh, <laughs> but we don't spend
1: it well, Mike. Thing. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. we buy a in lot. In of In recent players. years, I
2: agree. You've, yeah. you've spent it poorly in recent years. Yeah, yeah. very
1: but, poorly. I, I, right? I'm sure you'll love, Mike,
0: than me saying that West Ham are like Spurs, but uh, it is very similar <laughs> kind
2: of situation. But uh, to be honest, mate, there was a point where West Ham fans begrudgingly would say well, we would like to be like Spurs, in that you were producing buying young talent cheaply, developing them, bringing them through mm. and getting success. Well, relative success. You yeah. know, well, I think that
0: 16, 17, a lot of teams would have wanted to beat Tottenham. A lot of,
2: you
0: know, me and you, Mike, a couple of West Ham, uh, West Ham Man United fans who agreed that we were the most attacking and attractive yeah. teams watching the league. And I can't imagine that's just uh, reserved for Man United fans. But uh, Eugene, we, we uh, went from that attacking team, like Mike said, to Mr. Defensive, Jose Mourinho. Uh Now we're Mr. What Are We, Nuno. Uh, we started off the season pretty well, well, very well, three games in. Should have ended there, really, the league, top of the league. Um, and then we obviously had our three losses, which were absolutely shocking. And now we seem to have uh, started an attacking way of playing. Uh, I know it's only two games, and one of them was against Newcastle, who, i could have set up a team there and been attacking with that amount of space uh, but it was attacking play nonetheless uh, will spurs continue to attack in this west ham game or like mike says with uh Four Nails, uh, uh bowen and i can't remember uh, ben barmat and then antonio will, will nuno as a defensive minded coach then go into the mindset of what can west ham do to us rather than what we can do to them how do you see this game going in in in, in Spurs, mm. attack
1: or defend um, respect. To to me, how I see it, to to be honest, is that uh, this is uh, our managerial debacle that we had, right? 72 <laughs> days without a manager. By the time we got Nuno in, it was like 45 days before the season starts, right? And when he gets back, he doesn't have his full squad there. Then you get the Kane problem, right? And all in all, I understand where Nuno stands, he's been with this squad of players less than three months and a whole squad of them together less than two months, right? So I think he's slowly feeling out what the players can do and what the players can't do, right? And what he did uh, yesterday with the Vitesse game, uh, maybe he did it with the Parkos game the first time was a test because that was like two or three months ago when we were just doing the uh, the last qualifying leg for the... uh, uh, ECL, right? European Conference League, okay and now uh, he's done it again to give these guys a chance to see whether they can perform and I hope he can see that they're useless and they have to be thrown aside <laughs> or maybe uh, sent away alright, uh, I mean like now Newcastle is such a big buyer, maybe you can sell Newcastle Wings, Ali you know, uh, Davis you know, send, send the whole lot there Right? Uh but
0: yeah, I'm not sure along that. the
1: way. Uh for a manager to know his team, it takes time. So uh to say the results that we got against Aston Villa and Newcastle during the Aston Villa game, I was already shouting at I, I was doing a live watch along. Remember, Chris? I was already <laughs> cursing and shouting, What are you guys doing? Why don't you turn the ball over faster? Why are you so slow? Because I can see that Villa wasn't on that day, Villa was like, you know, sitting back. You know, Villa was playing like Newcastle, to tell the truth, right? And the whole match, don't, don't during the Villa, long Villa. Yeah. I was saying, why is Villa playing like Spurs? You see? <laughs> yeah. so, I do remember that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Why is Villa playing like Spurs, you see? But we got the result. That's the most important thing. Then you come to Newcastle. Uh, I thought when that first goal went in, I was going, oh, dear. It's going to happen. It's going to be bad, right? But as the game progressed, I saw, what is Newcastle doing? (laughs) Do you you think in those two
0: games, Eugene, it's been a bit of a mentality shift, obviously. Chelsea, Palace, uh, certainly that first half against Arsenal. When we conceded the goal, we ended up sinking into ourselves. Villa, we conceded the goal, went up the other end end and scored. Newcastle in a massive game for them.
1: the The scary part is like this. When the team's playing against us when they are mentally weak we we know how to take advantage of them mm. right but now if we come against a team which is mentally strong we crumble
0: but we, we're also mentally weak as well so
1: when a team score against us no, that's, that's why like, we, we are basically yeah, mentally I, weak too I, I, so I just hope know, we... what happens with, with the West End players are they coming out and don't forget they're at home guys mm-hmm. they're at home and you're at home right with your home fans behind you you guys aren't going to sit back and let Spurs do their thing, correct? Right? You guys are going to be They're on our back no. straight away. Yeah, I, I, I think, though, with the Newcastle game. You, you guys are trying to hump us. <laughs> <laughs> that,
0: that Newcastle game, though, is obviously, you know, when you get Anton Deck on a TV pro, uh, channel which isn't ITV, you know it's a big deal. They're one the, the TV cameras a lot. So, it was a massive deal for the Newcastle fans. They get their goal first minute. The fans are even louder than they were before the game. And then we managed to slow the game down, shut them up, and turn the game around. So, based on how we did against Chelsea, Palace, Arsenal, where we conceded a goal, that's game over essentially because we haven't got the mentality to shift that. And the fact that we are attacking, it's always, if you're going to lose a game, Lose a game by trying to win. Don't lose a game by trying to defend and then getting picked off. But it, 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 I mean, I'll, I'll throw the question to you, Mike. But West Ham now, <laughs> will you attack or sit back? Uh, being that you know you've already kind of mentioned that you've got the forwards there that can cause us problems, and our issue is defence. But then obviously we've got a just count Kane and Son, two world class players there that can, on their day, destroy teams. How do you think it'll go or or do you think it'll be more of a case of the first half is two teams feeling each other out maybe if it's nil-nil the same in the second half until it gets to maybe an hour or 65 minutes ago well one of us has got to win might as well be out. Uh,
2: Judging by how we played against United this year um, we played that we played that that game perfectly. I know it sounds ridiculous to say that because we lost 2-1 but it you know, arguably we could have had a couple more goals and obviously the last minute penalty uh, happened, but we we showed them no respect. We went for them from the very first minute. I think against Tottenham, that will be the, the thing as well. And I don't think the crowd will allow a pensive pragmatic approach. And we've not played like that in recent uh, well, I, I could say years now, <laughs> actually under, uh, under Moyes. You know, in the last 18 months we've we've developed we've slowly started to show less respect to big teams. Um, You know, at times last year, we showed too much respect and we got turned over. And in other games when we didn't, we we gave them a good game. So I don't think we will turn up against Tottenham and um, sit back. I think there'll be levels where times in the game where we are very pragmatic with what we do. I think in the opening 10 to 15 minutes, I would expect us to kind of come at you as, as, as Newcastle did. But mm. what I would probably say is we probably have a better fitness level and a better mentality than Newcastle did. Because Newcastle, once they start getting pegged back, they seem to be, you can see in their heads, they seem to be going, mm. oh, here we go again, before they conceded. Yeah. Well, you, you can tell the
0: relegation-threatened team, can't you? Yeah, and I think, the you know, language and how the game pan. Yeah,
2: out, and we've it? got players like Zuma who will be more than up for it. You know, he's used to big games and you know he's used to Champions League type level games so for him in his mind it'd be this that'll be what it is to him it'll be none of this game is that level everyone else needs to be at that level and you know Rice at the moment is playing some great stuff and they seem to sort out their dynamic between him and uh, Everton you know Everton have been really good this year we dominated them through that game Um, you know we went to uh, Goodison Park and had about 60% of possession that's not something that really happens at Goodison Park but we controlled it. You know, it was only one nil, but it wasn't a huge amount of chances. But we controlled that game quite well, and you know, had our front four um, been making the right decisions on the day, that's it. And I think that's our problem sometimes. And that's where the one thing that concerns me when we play against some of the big teams is that sometimes the decision making in that front four doesn't always come together. When they all when they're all clicking, it's brilliant. We can score quite a few goals. I think that's where uh, Lingard did very well last year because his decision-making was a level above what we had. You know, Um, Technical level and ability-wise, probably about the same level, but it's his decision-making which was exceptional, which is why he did so well. So I think if we make the right decisions in-game, then I think we'll really test your defence because they get in some really great positions because of the way they're allowed to rotate. They're all pretty good defensively as well. So I just can't see it being a game where we're going to want to defend. You know, you've got players like Ben Rama. Who's not, his first thought is never going to be, I want to defend. His first thought is, I want to dribble around him, him and him, even if they're in my own box, before I even think about passing it. You know, it's you it, seem to be getting some of those mentality players coming through, or at least players now starting to think, well, I have the ability to take that man on and beat him, regardless of who they are and their stature. It seems to, um Moises seems to have changed their mentality to not show as much respect as we used to. So I, I, I would assume we're going to go for it. I think mean, the funny part is, mate, the first tackle in the game, I think, is going to sum yeah. the game. If someone goes thundering in from West Ham in the first two to three minutes, the crowd will go, will go nuts. If someone absolutely clatters a Tottenham player then the roof will go off and the West Ham yeah. fans won't come down un- unless we go, go go down or one or two yeah. down. But, but that we'll first have...
0: tackle there, that first 50-50 sets a yeah. tone for the rest of the game. Yeah. Obviously, get goals change games and things like that. But in terms of intent, a, a few uh, comments here. Bob Spur, uh, you watch the quiz. He, 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 we need to get him to meet Jonathan Blondell. He seems to love <laughs> Jonathan Blondell. Yeah. How are you doing, Bob? Uh, also, all about, all about momentum in the league now. Big boys do their big stuff. Sunday, big up. Uh, absolutely. Two wins out of two. We need to get three. We need to get three now. We need to go on a run. But in the same way, West Ham, you're looking at the as big boys now, seventh in the league, Europa League, looking to do the same or one better. Uh, Mark Sweeney, how you doing, Mark? Moyes has really created a team willing to fight for each other, a bit like Poch. On paper, we're stronger, but their work ethic and team togetherness could see them get the win. Score draw for me, we'll come to predictions later, but absolutely there, Mark. I think it reminds me of Pochettino's team, everyone willing for each other, and and you've got a way of playing and a set way of playing, so when people come in, they know the job because they know if they're at left-back, the role of the left-back in this team is A, B, C. With Mourinho, it was, I mean... There's more formations Mourinho played than there are of options for formations on Football Manager, and every game it changed, and and that can only be a bit confusing. And one question to you, Mike, from Jay Ashraf here. I think the answer to this would be no, but uh, will Moyes get poached by Newcastle? I think they'll ne- need a manager that kind of settles them down, similar yeah. to Mark Hughes, and then they a big.
2: I, I think Moyes would. Moyes is quite canny, right? He's not. He's not. Uh... A simpleton, as much as as many of us also <laughs> said at one point, and even I was one of them saying that he was a dinosaur, you know. But, you know, he, he is not. He's proved not to be that. He already used uh, interest from Celtic to get certain um, concessions out of the board prior to signing in the summer. If Newcastle were to come calling, which it doesn't seem like they are, no, um, it's Fonseca, I think. Ponseca yeah, it looks like it's going to be Fonseca, own. which again is a, is a big risk. He's, he's a name, and he's done well at clubs like um, uh, Shakhtar and, and Roma in his time, but it's a risk. Um, I think if Moyes was to have got had interest, I think he would have invited it, but with no intention to go in. I think he would have invited it to essentially got more money out of the club, yeah. not that, not for himself. they
0: should be going after Valverde, but looks like Fonseca.
2: Yeah, just, I think they'll get
0: fun second.
2: I think to be honest if I was Newcastle I I wouldn't be doing that. I would be straight up looking at someone like uh, Potter. That's mm-hmm. a guy who mm-hmm. has taken a average team uh understands how to keep how to get points in a relegation battle and he understands how to build a foundation and a very very good identity. Giving him money would be interesting. I think mm-hmm. the other names there, you know, their headlines. Potter yeah. isn't one that, they're, you know, they're, is bad. They're That's not the party ready party for that yet. They're not
0: ready for a Conte yet. They need someone to steady the ship right. and get them uh, to, to at least Europa League level, like, like Mark Hughes did at sea. Yeah. then you can get your Mancini's or your Conte's or Pellegrini's to go and, uh, The, the thing these. is, you never know.
2: If you look at what Brighton are doing, for instance, and what they're doing on, on their budget, they've invested and been very clever in that. They're going young. You know, they've got these very core, players, you know, like Dunk and, oh, I can't remember, the, I think a couple of others just names escape me, like Lallana instance, you know, they have these core experienced eldermen of the team, but then they have these young players that they've developed over time over the past two, three years, which has seen some lean times, granted it's, it's seen them down by the relegation, but look what he's doing now. If they could get someone who could bury goals, that, mm. that, that model, what they've done is what Newcastle have dreamed about. Right? And that's how some of them have eulogized what it was like under Rafa when it was actually a boring drab defensive team that conceded very little and actually earned one less point than Steve Bruce has in his time. Mm. But you still glorify Rafa because you didn't concede. You vilify Bruce because you concede. Truth is you've scored more under Bruce and you have one more one more point in the mm. same duration of time. So if you really break it down to bare tax. That's what it was. They did have a, like seven wins in the last 36 or whatever games. So, yeah, <laughs> they were shocking at the same time. But when you really boil it down, they're, they're kind of, their overall pieces were the same. So I think for Newcastle, they need, they need a pot. Uh, for me, if it was just me, I'd be going all out for, out for Potter than anyone else. Everyone else is headline grabbing and, quite frankly, a distraction when you're in a relegation battle. You don't want that. You want someone to come in who knows the league and knows how to get players that all intents and purpose, people could just said the cannon fodder are getting relegated to galvanise them into a team that just goes, no, we're good enough to be here and now look at them. That's the type of manager you want. Not someone who's going to come in. Who,
0: who would that. you be looking at, Eugene, if you were them, quickly?
1: Oh, if I were them, right? Uh, when December comes, getting Conte... January comes, spend $190 million, right? And hopefully you get out of the uh, rele- relegation uh, situation that you're in. And from there, you push on. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, the new, I, I've had a lot of Newcastle fans come onto my channel. And mm-hmm. somehow or another, they're very, they're very, very patient. Some of them are willing to wait up to 5 to 10 years for results to be, to be shown. <laughs> so uh, mm-hmm. kudos to them. If it, was, if it was me, you got $320 billion behind you. What the hell are you waiting for? <laughs> right. What the hell are you that's waiting so for? Though, right. Yeah, what the hell are you waiting for? That's what I'm saying, right? Do it, do it.
2: <laughs> yeah. but I think that's the problem, uh, though, isn't it? Now? That that is the yeah. expectation. It's everyone yeah. wants right. immediate success, and no one's willing yeah. to wait for it. I think it's so, the
1: it's a generational thing. I think, uh, Mike, because I think you know uh, with the millennials and coming on and all that nowadays, they want uh, what I call instant success. Everything has to be instant, yeah. right? And patience isn't there anymore. And a lot yep. of fans, I tell you, if they don't produce, but I've I've been telling the Newcastle fans too, all the money in the world that you have, if you don't get it right, you won't get it right. That's all, right? Yeah, but you, you will have a lot of chances. Go. You will have it's a lot still, of chances to try, though. It's <laughs> not just fans, though. Try owners
0: try. now. Owners now. If you're not successful, quickly get out. We'll get someone else. Uh, you Look know. at Chelsea. Yeah. 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 Go, on. Go,
2: on, go on, Chris. Go on. No, carry on, go on. No, I was going to say, it's well, one of the, the best models, even though they're a bit morally irre- irreprehensible in terms of how they got there, but um Red Bull in the way the model that mm. they do with football, it's truly sustainable, and yes, they have a lot of money behind them should they need to, but look at the size of their transfer deals. they're not going the splashing humongous deals. they're finding players like Holland and you know developing them and then moving them on but you know that's that's the more you should do if you've got the money. Take the time and do it right. Don't rush it, because it's it's just like you know you know, when, you know when you go through puberty and you have those growing pains because you just shoot up really quick. It's the same problem <laughs> because they'll have growing pains down the line. You know, yes, they'll never be in financial trouble, you know, in the literal sense because of how much money they have behind them. But with financial fair play, and there will come a time where you know again they're going to try and put up a rules and again to stop these type of things happening because it's always about the status quo. And, you know, I the old guard... They uh, uh,
1: they've, yeah. they've already uh, not allowed uh, what called uh, PIF to sponsor yeah. whatever but is the, in Newcastle yeah, at the moment. Me, so.
2: I understand and I think that's right. Because, you know, mm-hmm. you are the new Man City with the Etihad and stuff. It's just, yeah.
1: all no, of a sudden, you're always know,
2: pumping money back if,
1: in. But if they if they really wanted to do it, right, you still can't stop them. They'll set up another 20 shelf companies where push the money around yeah. the world and come back to you. So really it's not money laundering it's just called uh, money, money rotation cycling yeah, recycling <laughs> money run around the world Right, goes around a few yeah. times then it comes back to Newcastle oh it's not mine you know it came from yeah, it, it's, it's uh, it, it's, it's some it. company in uh, somewhere and belongs to somebody and you know they're going to sponsor yeah. a shirt called something 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 <laughs> yeah <exactly>. but uh, <laughs> Uh, in there no, no, right, if, the if 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 these if you know like for Newcastle right, if they put a blanket thing that says that uh, no sponsorship dealings within the owners of the club of the country cannot put money in the club. Do you know that the PIF has got his, his, their hands in like every top business in the world? That means Nike yep. can't sponsor them, Coca Cola can't sponsor them. <laughs> Nobody can sponsor them, right. basically. All right, yeah. so. I don't know, but they'll find a way. In the end, they'll find a way. Yeah, no, no right. yeah,
2: there's always, always his way. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, so
1: always the way. Yeah. Uh,
0: coming back to the derby, last question. Uh, I'm not really going to answer this, but I'm going to ask you to. You never a do, coward, when it comes to predicting scores. But who wins the derby? Uh, what I will say is, if we show the same intensity that we showed against uh, Newcastle after they scored and Villa, then we can win. Uh, we can get if we attack. Get Kane and Son on the ball, then we can win. If we try to play a defensive game, we saw what happened against Palace. That the same thing will happen. But Eugen, who wins the derby for you?
1: Uh, we have obviously not, had not a draw who yet. you
0: want to win. Who will win? <laughs> no, <laughs> Otherwise, we have that's not had a draw We have an important okay. conversation okay. with you saying Tottenham yeah. might say West Ham, but yeah, who, who do you yeah. think
1: wins? No, I said oh, we've not had a draw, so to me, I see two-two. I look at it as two-two.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think it would be nil-nil games against nah, Tottenham West Ham man. and never nil-nil. Yeah. West Ham is yeah. very
1: seldom you get nil-nil, right? Yeah,
2: yeah I, I can't I remember mean. the last time we ended. I can't remember the last nil-nil, nil-nil that we had. We, 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 yeah. where, where, would you take,
0: take Would you take Eugene at this moment in time a 2-2? A draw against West Ham? Take I mean, think
2: we'd all take a Desmond, Chris. We'd all take a Desmond
0: if it was a lot of fun. If nothing more, just to say, it's a Desmond. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Adam's got Adam, in touch Hi, Adam. How are you doing? Adam says, my heart, he's Spurs fan. My heart says we will win. Brain doesn't know what to think. Uh, <laughs> Adam taking my approach to prediction scoring, not sitting on the fence. But Mike, uh, for you, who wins?
2: <sighs> I think it all comes down to that first 20 minutes whoever starts with the right intensity in that 20 minutes, I think goes on to win it. Um, do I, I think we can win it whether we will, I don't know. Um, at the moment, it's been a struggle. The, the first game after um, Europe and buddy. our home form's not been amazing as yet. If it was away, you know what? Funny enough, if it was away, I'd think that we might nick it if we were to play away from home. Cause we seem to do better in away games at the moment. Um, I think a draw is likely. Uh, uh, that's what Death
0: in the Spotlight says. I'll take a score draw. Paints me to say but West Ham very solid team these days. But like you're saying, Mike, at home, not so much. So there is a, a hope there. But again, yeah. if we play defensively, not a chance for me. We have to go and attack you. And, and uh, yeah. be, be, be that as it may, we'll get picked off potentially if we attack you and get done on the transition. But be that as it may, that's the only way we can win. Uh, in my eyes, by yeah, attacking you, you harder than you going really for one. Sit
2: back, I think we will just keep coming and coming and coming, and then we will make mm-hmm. something pay. Because I don't think your defense is strong enough at the moment no. to deal with pressure. I know it, that sounds it's ridiculous awful. to say after you know the, the Man City game where you guys did really well and you won that one, but you know since then I think the the, the truer Tottenham have stood up. Mm-hmm. You know they were really that Man up. City game they
0: played into our hands. They were aiming for a striker that just wasn't there. All their play was building up, building up to get the cross into Harry Kane who sat at home. <laughs> so he
2: played and into our hands. Like, yeah,
0: if they'd have played like Man City are playing now, yeah. good oh, chance they'd have killed
2: us. No, definitely. And we, definitely. Antonio will be there. If it's not him, then you've got others that are trying to get into the box. And there's also Suchek who loves to make a late burst into the area. So, you know, we have some aerial threats if we want to attack crosses. And, you know, I think... It's one of those games where I reckon it's probably going to be like a set piece that decides it. <clears throat> um, mm. I think from our perspective, it'll be a set piece. I, As I say, I think some of our play in open play recently in home games hasn't been the best in terms of decision making. But at set pieces, I think if Cresswell's set pieces are on, then I think we'll cause you quite a few problems because I don't think Tottenham defensively set pieces tend to no. do very well. Especially since for Tongan and uh, other gone, Yeah, Talk I think since them two have gone defensively at set pieces, um, <clears throat> Tottenham do look a bit, you know, like you can give them a little bit of a tickle and they might fall over. So <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> if we can we can get some set pieces going and the deliveries on point, then I think we'll pose a threat. Mm. It's just one of those games that I just... It's a it derby. Is 50/50, you can never isn't predict it? a derby. A derby, just, you don't have to be. You can be in the worst form in the world. Turn up for a derby, and then you you just you somehow win it. You know, it's form is irrelevant in derbies. I always find yeah. because why they're always so hard True. to predict. Yeah,
0: Ryan's got in touch. I haven't beaten them at home yet. We'll take a draw. I think most first, first fans would. I was <laughs> trying to guess what Spurs team turn up is like trying to guess a lottery numbers if someone finds out what what Spurs team will turn up and it's right please tell me the lottery numbers because I do it a bit of a million um but like you say Mike it's it's that first challenge yep. sets the tone for which teams turn up you know if both teams go in for it both teams are up for it if one team goes in for it the other team aren't up for it yeah
2: it's, 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 that, it's the that sets the tone little.
0: and that's what wins London Derby that's why yeah. Arsenal battered us in that first half because they turned up in that first half.
2: Yeah, London derbies and the game was done. You know, the, the first challenge, whoever goes in and actually smashes into the challenge, people chasing down loose balls. It's those really small pieces in football games in those derbies that set the tone. You know, a ball going out for a throw-in but you refuse to let it go and you pressure the fullback and you push mm. him into the crowd or you push him off the pitch. It's those little things that seem nothing but it, if you're the team that isn't making those kind of those runs those pressures those kind of challenges it starts to play into your mind that they're really up for this mm. and then you have and if you don't get yourself going very quickly after noticing that before you know it your your back is against the wall and you are struggling to turn the tide unless you have True. a bench in which to you know unleash um which at a yeah. moment doesn't look like Tottenham really do because the players seem to be are on the bench don't really seem to be of the same level of the 11.
0: No, not at all. Yeah, But yeah, Adam saying uh, a draw wouldn't be bad, but I really want a win. Uh, I think so do West Ham, I. Fans, <laughs> West Ham, Ham fans, Spurs fans would uh, uh, pretty much agree with that. Um, but yeah, we've pretty much come out, run out of time now. Uh, thanks, guys, so much. Really good as well to have a, a kind of balanced chat with Spurs chat and West Ham chat as well. Mike, I think That's you're coming on the... Uh, review uh show on on monday uh win lose or draw so hopefully uh you'll oh, <laughs> uh, you <bloody laughs> <up. laughs> <That'd> be quiet there because you yeah uh, before we go Eugene uh you mentioned it at the start it's in the description as well spurs your asian tv your youtube channel uh obviously yep. on youtube but where can people find you on youtube and tell us a yep. bit
1: about your channel yep spurs vision tv uh, set it up to actually uh try to find more Asian Spurs fans uh, to join me on the channel uh, to do shows and all that uh, we found a few and f- to make a bridge between the Asian fans and the fans at the home ground you know in uh, London and in the UK right uh, it's been going on for a while uh, like I said uh, due to some technical issues uh, this Sunday I won't be doing the crazy show which is usually my crazy show, show is actually five show- uh, five shows in one stream. Right, it starts from the preview, then it goes on to the watch along, and then, of course, you know, half show. And then, to uh, it, it'll go for about four hours to five hours. <laughs> uh, but uh, this but they are uh, crazy. Now, if,
0: you, yeah, if you haven't watched uh, them, go watch them, you get a full match experience. Uh, on Eugene's channel, actually,
1: <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, this Sunday, no, because due to uh, some technical problems, I'll be just doing a early, uh, short, uh, we'll call one and a half hour show, uh, preview show for the West Ham game and uh we'll see what happens then and uh on wednesday so of course we do have our midweek show and maybe uh this wednesday i might be able to get a special guest to hop on but uh, just let me confirm first i'll let you guys know on twitter then All Right, big up Thanks, and so. don't forget guys uh subscribe to chris let's talk tottenham right and smash the like okay and mike do you have a channel Mike?
2: No, 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 I, I don't know who you, I,
0: you, I just you, talk a lot of rubbish on Twitter. You have a twi- you, you have a scouting Twitter account, don't you? So if uh, yeah, I've anyone done wants a, a, a scout report sure. on a certain player, then uh, they can tweet yeah, you. you. Uh, how do people get in touch?
2: Uh, yeah, good question, mate. I ain't been on it for a while. <laughs> well, I've, I've, been no, a your channel, I've been a bit slack, to be honest, um, but. To be fair, I, I don't need to get back onto it. But yeah, I, I do do some scout reports sometimes um, on uh, scouting underscore BLT, uh, BTL. Um, so I do do some reports on there. So just a couple of them I did from last year on uh, players like Sven Botman and uh, Milenkovic and a couple of others as well. But uh, something I need to get back onto because I haven't done it in a while. I've been a bit lazy with it, yeah. to be perfectly honest. I, I, I,
0: I was saying to someone at work who's a West Ham fan... Uh, you, you clocked uh, Daka, who's at Leicester now, a couple of years ago before anyone uh, yeah. purchased him. Um, oh. Yeah, and Tommy Asu uh, as I also, well. I called that,
2: also called out Huang as well. So before uh, Daka, okay. I called that Hwang, um, who is now killing it at Wolves. My one thing that I would need to happen is West Ham to get holsek uh, from Sparta Prague. If we don't get him, <laughs> I think I'm going to cry. And if he goes to another club, it's going to kill me. And a couple of guys that I know and uh, I chat to you quite a lot. We've been we've chatting a lot about um Pape Sarr, who you guys got mm. yeah. gutted, because he could mm. be brilliant. And if he bulks up as well and adds some more kind of muscle to his frame, because he's quite slender, slender, shall we say, at the moment, mm. he could really be a brilliant player. He could be the player that I guess Tottenham fans are hoping uh in would have been more consistently mm. because he He's truly box to box. He needs to work on a couple of things. He's still quite raw, but they're the type of players that you need to sign. And it, it, it pained me to see Tottenham signing him <laughs> because <laughs> yet another player that I was saying I wanted. So uh, yeah, so uh, shame. <laughs> shame. Yeah. For me. If,
0: if, yeah you? If, if you don't already give Mike a follow, he's also got a personal channel which I'll put in the description. So if you can't find his scout one, just tweet him on there. Uh, We'll be back, hopefully me and Mike, hopefully Mike a bit uh, down in the dumps, me fairly happy, but I'll be here anyway, regardless of the result on Monday, uh, with a few others. Hopefully we can get the win there, hopefully three out of three, hopefully really pushing for this European place and showing that, you know, we mean a bit of business. Uh, Eugene, thanks as always. You've been on every single one of my Half 12 shows, so you've set a precedent now, you can't leave any of them. Uh, Mike? (laughs) Cheers as always, uh, speak Thank to you on Monday, and until yep. Monday, come on you Spurs.
1: Yeah. Go on, you leave you <laughs> out, leave you out, leave you out.
0: Thank you so much for watching, for everybody who participated in the live chat and added comments, before you go please make sure you hit that like and subscribe button, anybody who couldn't watch the live video you can still catch us on YouTube, add any comments, suggestions or questions to the comments section on the video. Anybody who's listened to the audio-only podcast, thank you so much for listening. Anybody who wants the audio-only podcast, you get this wherever you get your podcast from. Alternatively, if you go to Twitter, at Ltalk Tottenham, you'll find all the information there. We'll be back soon. We're live Mondays, 8pm, Fridays, half 12, UK time. Until then, come on, you Spurs!